Hello and welcome to Susi Podcast Explaining Ukraine by UkraineWorld.org, a website in English about Ukraine. My name is Volodymyr Yermolenko, I'm chief editor of UkraineWorld.org. Today we will talk about faith, about religious faith on the front line during the war. My guest is Andriy Andrushkiv, a Ukrainian activist who runs an NGO reforming Ukraine's institutions and who became a volunteer soldier after February 24th. Andriy is also a theologian and regularly publishes commentary on the Bible, trying to present the gospel stories as if they were happening with us now. I sent Andri our questions through a messenger and he replied to them using a smartphone dictaphone from the front line. Listen to our conversation. Hello, Andriyu. First, let me ask you to tell me your story before February 24th and after. Uh, during the last eight years, I am working in Center of United Actions. Uh, it's a um, think tank in Kyiv, uh, Ukraine. Uh, together with my colleagues, we helped uh, ministries and local council develop inclusive policies. We worked with the uh, Ministry of Education, Ministry of Healthcare, Office of the Vice Prime Minister on European Integration. Also, we worked with a lot of communities uh, to help them reorganize networks of educational or cultural institutions. My colleagues are producing weekly monitoring digest on decisions of parliament, government and president. Uh, my organization is doing really a lot of work to implement good governance practices in Ukraine on national and on uh, local level. And uh, early in the morning, February 24, um, large scale stage of war began, I um, gathered my girlfriend, uh, took my cat, and we had three-day um, trip uh, to western part of Ukraine, to village where my parents live. And uh, when I realized that the person and the animal I love are now in safe, the next day I went to military commissariat, and uh, before that, I had no experience of military service. Uh, but uh, during that three-day trip, I had one clear thought. Uh, for the past eight years, I have worked um, to build uh, my country, my state, uh, institutions on uh, different uh, levels. And uh, when my country will fail against the enemy, will fail the state, and um, I will fail uh, my results and the results of work of my colleagues and my organization. And because uh, I know that uh, we will have the same uh, as we had a uh, few times in the history of Ukraine when Russians uh, came, because it's a big satanic empire and uh, on our territory they uh, make the same genocide, looting, robbery, deportations 
and then photos and videos from Bucha, Mariupol, and stories uh, from occupied cities uh, confirm my that uh, previous thoughts. That's why I mm, became a soldier. Now I am sergeant. Um, and uh, at the beginning of March, uh, I was already in my military unit where the commanders uh, said to me, oh, you are CEO of uh, think tank. We will try to find some job uh, for you. So I became an artillery scout. Uh, I mainly work with uh, data, maps, and uh, this uh, part of military work. But for months in defense of uh, Kyiv, uh, I was mostly engaged in logistics, delivering equipment for uh, units uh, who worked in field. Uh, that's how I survived shelling. And also, during these days, I visited uh, a lot of villages and towns in Kyiv and Chernihiv region. Uh, and it was like on the first or second uh, day after liberation, uh, all this Pucha, uh, Borodyanka, Irpin, Ivanki, Novobasan. And I saw the results uh, of uh, Russian soldiers duty. Uh, I saw like scary to death people, I saw destroyed houses, and uh, I was uh, uh, in the first row, uh, like in scary movie, but not like in scary movie, I was in the scary movie, and I will never be able to forget this. My next question, being on the front line, do you feel you have completely changed? Do you feel you remain the same or something in between? I don't think that uh, my approaches uh, to life or my ethic uh, have changed in any way. Uh, when I became the CEO of uh, my organization, my mother called me and said, oh, you have a really important uh, time in your life. You're managing 20 people and uh, it's really, really tough work. And uh, when I um, became a soldier, my father called me uh, on the phone and said, uh, <laughs> the same lines, but the, the, the life and the health of uh, that uh, people who will be with you are now also depends on you. Um, yes, uh, the management and the um, military duty uh, is slightly different, but um, for me and, and, and from like, my family perspective, uh, it's the same. Uh, I live my life uh, sometimes like uh, in a Radiohead song, Optimistic. Uh, there is a line, if you try the best you can, the best you can is good enough. And I am trying to, to do my uh, job and, and, and work and tasks uh, on a high uh, level. Uh, but uh, if we talk about some internal uh, 
settings inside my brain and then soul, uh, then uh, I can say that now uh, I understand the value of life and value of every human life even even more than uh, like five six months uh, before uh, sometimes i have messages from my students uh, from ukrainian leadership academy or from Lviv business school and uh, and sometimes there is this wording like uh, Andre, uh, you should uh, come back alive because your lectures um, were incredible and other students in the future need to be present on your lecture. So good luck. And, uh, and it's a pleasure to read this uh, and such messages uh, inspire. Uh, but uh, like next day... Uh, I found myself in in a shelter not far from Kiev, and uh, Russian shells and rockets were falling next to the shelter. And I looked around in this uh, small, tiny uh, space, and I realized that uh, moment that if a rocket will hit us, uh, we will all die here. Uh, and that's uh, literally all of us, uh, like Stepan, uh, electrician, and uh, and Nicola, who uh, after graduation from college worked last uh, summer in in Poland and in gardens, or Petro, car mechanic, and the CEO of Central Connected Action. Uh, actions, uh, Andrea Drushkiu. Yeah. And, uh, cause, uh, for artillery or for rocket, there is uh, no differences. We, all of us, uh, we were just a collection of uh, soldiers and equipment and, uh, uh, and we are the same. And also for the universe, each and every one of us is equal. Uh, the same vulnerability is uh, the same value. And uh, when I have access uh, to internet, I read on a Facebook every new different uh, sad story, sad post about some death on a battlefield. Uh, there's of professor, there's of some innovative businessman, public figure, artist, musician, journalist. And in this moment, uh, I feel this pain because sometimes I know this person or sometimes I know the, the friends of that uh, person. But uh, very next minute after this reading and this emotion, I imagine that um, somewhere there on the battlefields, dozen more taxi drivers, electricians, pizza delivery guys uh, died today. 
and uh, and the sad part of uh, this uh, i will never have a chance to um, hear their stories and uh, i believe that their stories also great but uh, social uh, media bubble uh, will never get me closer to to them but uh, they 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 are dying and uh, every every life uh, matters and every story matters and uh, i i feel this uh, every day deeply so many people that seem to be so far psychologically from being a warrior are now on the front line or volunteering. How could you explain their decision for, for our listeners who most probably live in peaceful countries? I can speak uh, from all soldiers. I can explain my decision. The... Ukrainians uh, are not lucky with neighbor. Next to us, uh, we have this great, uh, terrible Russia empire. And uh, maybe you remember last uh, year in autumn, uh, Mr. Surkov, uh, who is a big figure in, in, in Russia, uh, a member of this inner circle of Putin uh, and uh, Surkov uh, published an article and uh, in that article uh, Surkov wrote that uh, Russia is an empire and uh, empires leave to the fullest only when they expand and according to Surkov, the only way to save Russia is to expand and uh, and to fight and to have under their feet uh, other countries and nations. Russians were not hiding this point uh, during last years. We know it, I know it, um, that when Russia empire comes to foreign lands, um, the same thing happens every time. Genocide, robbery of houses, looting of natural resources, deportations, and uh, we saw it uh, and we have, we had it in uh, 17th century in Siberia. We had it uh, in 19th century with the nations of Caucasus. We uh, had it in 20th century with the Baltic countries. And uh, we, Ukrainians, uh, had it a lot of times in 18th century, in 19th century, in 20th century, in now. And uh, also important moment that I know this uh, scary, terrible uh, side of Russia empire behaving not uh, only from books and lectures, 
I have personal story of my family in uh, 1938 when, as my grandfather said, the Russians came for the first time in my village in the west part of Ukraine. Um, my family's property was looted, land and uh, livestock were taken away. My grand-grandfather was arrested and sent to Siberia for 10 years. And uh, I, I will explain to, to your listeners. The man was sent to hard labor for 10 years in a cold place simply because he was a rich man from village and uh, for USSR and for Russia empire he uh, created risks for establishing themselves on that territory for making uh, Ukraine good colony for Russian Empire. And uh, I heard a lot of um, stories of um, uh, terrible uh, behaving of Russians in my village, uh, this looting, uh, uh, deportation, uh, destruction of resistance movement, and uh, it's, it was not only the, the story of my family. Uh, there, 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 are, there are a lot of families in my village and neighbor villages and towns and cities uh, all over Ukraine. Um, and uh, my uh, grandfather uh, sometimes um, said it to me. Uh, oh, it was very bad times. We didn't have strong army to defeat ourselves against uh, Russians. For me, this uh, internal uh, voice of uh, family memory was uh, some kind of wake-up call. And uh, talking to many um, my military colleagues, uh, some of them uh, volunteered to, to army in uh, 2014, some of them volunteered now, and uh, periodically I hear this uh, motivation which is based on the family stories. Millions of Ukrainians, um, along with uh, grandmother lullabies, have heard stories about what Russians do in our lands when they feel like they are masters on our lands. This, uh, I think, is, uh, is uh, one of the uh, big uh, points uh, to, to, to rise up uh, for, for, for your listeners and, and, and for us. Uh, to talk uh, about uh, about about this the this that scary times and and this wake up uh, calls you write stories about jesus which make him so close to us and so humane as if you try to show what it would mean if he could be among us why is it important for you uh, 
Jesus uh, is very important uh, to me as a thinker and uh, and 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 the doer. As I think, uh, he was the first uh, one to tell the world. He was a he was first one who tried to systematically uh, to tell the world uh, simple thing. And simple thing is uh, the most important thing is to love, and that will make you happy. That 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 will make you full uh, of joy. Uh, and at the same time, uh, it is uh, for me it's clear that uh, loving is not easy because uh, love makes you vulnerable. It uh, disarms you. Uh, that's why uh, those who love need some safeguards on earth. And uh, for this, uh, Jesus systematically presented some uh, ethic uh, statements and stories. And also for those who love, some guarantees uh, can be given after life. And for this, uh, Jesus uh, systematically explained what is faith in God and uh, why it is needed. I'm a master of theology. I graduated uh, in Ukrainian Catholic University in 2007. I was lucky to have a good um, biblical uh, studies uh, with uh, good professors who explained me what hermeneutic is. Uh, all the stories about Jesus or apostles, all the speeches always uh, had a context. And there were certain explanations and uh, expectations and understanding of listeners and uh, witnesses of that uh, stories. There were historical circumstances, social economics, and, um, and accordingly to this um, expectations and, and contexts, we have these uh, stories in, in the Bible and and read these uh, words. And uh, since one of the tasks of Christians is uh, to read uh, the Bible and reflect, I try to do it every week. I make these publications on Facebook and uh, uh, I, from my side I update these uh, passages from gospel uh, to the modern context, because uh, some uh, things, words, and motivations uh, is uh, not relevant uh, to us, because uh, we are from different parts of the world, different times, different uh, culture. And I'm sure that the uh, fundamental uh, teachings uh, of uh, Jesus and apostles uh, should uh, provide answers uh, to the problem of uh, these days and challenges of this time. 
uh, it is also important to understand that only those particular stories about Jesus and the apostles and uh, the public statements that uh, we have in the Bible, uh, they were quite unusual for um, listeners and witnesses. That's why we, we have them. Uh, and, uh, for example, um, here is a tax uh, collector. He listens to Jesus and finally realizes that uh, all his life was a robbery of his neighbor. And he states, okay, I will uh, stop my duty. I will give money to those uh, who I uh, stole from and uh, it, it, it's it was quite quite uh, unusual and uh, uh, here is a Roman centurion publicly asking the leader of small sect to heal his slave because uh, that slave uh, is suffering from illness. It, do, do you understand the, the situation? The, the centurion uh, and uh, and slave. The, there is a gap between them, but uh, he is asking for for healing, uh, and then and he, he addressing the, this this question to to Jesus publicly. Uh, on the street of Capernaum. Um, and uh, one more story. Uh, rich and respectable member of uh, society, businessman, uh, he uh, publicly um, stated his uh, friendship with, uh, uh, with a preacher who has just been executed, and uh, um, that uh, respectable member of uh, society is putting his own uh, money and uh, other stuff uh, at risk, and he goes and removes a body from the cross and bury his friend uh, in his own grave. And uh, it was uh, huge and unusual. Uh, that's why we we have the, the, the stories. And uh, and your question was, um, what would uh, Jesus uh, do uh, in these days and these uh, lands in in our country? And my uh, point of view is, he would be talking to people uh, who like in that old stories uh, is showing the, the, the love and uh, who is uh, ready to, 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 to sacrifice um, with uh, all uh, that thing that they have uh, but they are ready to to to, to show the, the 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 love uh, to each other, and uh, I think that uh, there would be definitely uh, will be story about you, Volodymyr.
because uh, you're a person of uh, incredible intelligence and a person whose book I read with a pleasure and uh, I am trying to, to, to buy a few of them to, to uh, give a present uh, for my friends and uh, your uh, lectures and interviews I uh, send in a messengers uh, with just few words uh, you need to listen this now it's uh, great and uh, this uh, great uh, philosopher, uh, with all of the the work you you are doing with uh, your podcast, uh, with your uh, journalism, uh, with your editor uh, duty, uh, you find uh, the the time and 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 and, and strength to take a humanitarian cargo to the city which is hitting by Russian artillery and, and rockets. And uh, if it's not a great uh, story about love, um, uh, I, I don't know what this. I, I think you... You you could be one one of the the, the heroes of, of that stories and other people all over Ukraine too. Is there a place for religion during the war? Does it make your faith stronger or weaker? Mm, from my perspective, um, faith is one of the pillars uh, to support love, as well as ethics. Uh, at the same time, examples of love is uh, evidences of faith. And I have a story for this. Uh, we were on a mission um, uh, through a village in Chernihiv Oblast. And night uh, before our mission, the battle with Russians ended in this village. Uh, and uh, there were, were no Russians uh, anymore. And it was a really big battle because uh, there were burnout uh, vehicles, tanks and uh, all over the village and houses were destroyed. And we were driving our car through the village and uh, the streets were lined with people who had come out of the basements and i don't know how long they sat there but but the the the, the village was occupied more than a month and uh, people looked like shadows uh, they were thin exhausted uh, so some of them uh, looked at the destroyed houses uh, and it was a uh, depressing picture uh, to to see and to to be in inside uh, this uh, picture and at that moment my colleague uh, who 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 know that uh, i am religious person and uh, he and i am theologian he asked me uh, well well and you where is your god 
and I didn't know what to answer because um, uh, there was no answer at that moment. Uh, I searched in my head for an answer and every option was bad. Uh, and uh, we were driving uh, to the village and uh, on the way out of the village near the first uh, houses we saw a car uh, these were volunteers who mm, distributed bread rice um, canned goods uh, to people and uh, when we passed the, this car and these people, uh, I said to my colleague, here is God. And uh, for me, uh, God, uh, God, uh, for me, God works in acts of love. Uh, I don't expect uh, some miracles uh, like in uh, Marvel or DC movies. <laughs> when uh, someone will stop the artillery fire with rising hand. Uh, but I see how uh, people collect uh, money to buy some equipment uh, for soldiers. I see how people help it, uh, another people in occupation or help it. Uh, some villages and towns who just survived uh, the, the occupation and uh, I understand that uh, there is um, a lot of love and a lot of faith in all uh, these stories and pictures uh, what I have uh, and I saw a lot of uh, pictures uh, in my mind uh, uh, which uh, good example of um, Jesus' words that uh, real uh, love is when you are ready to die uh, for your friends. Does the word change your understanding of good and evil? I have not experienced any like fundamental changes uh, in these matters. Uh, I just uh, realized how diverse evil can be. Every Ukrainian village uh, that was under occupation and uh, where units of Russian soldiers uh, were located can become the subject of a PhD in anthropology. Uh, in each such village, um, the researcher will see the entire spectrum of uh, violence. But uh, at the same time, on other hand, I see so many different examples of uh, love and that uh, it, it takes my breath away. Um, the one day we ate uh, canned meat with other soldiers and um, these were not the canned food from uh, grocery uh, store. Uh, it was this kind of canned meat that people uh, prepare for themselves at home. Uh, we call it uh, tushonka. 
in in Ukraine, and um, every can uh, had a sticker with the text. Dear soldier, uh, this can was made in a village of Tulibe, Stray District, Lviv Region. Bon appetit. Thank you for your service. Uh, we invite you to visit our village. Um, I have never been to this village. Uh, I passed it like thousands of times because it's not... Uh, uh, far from uh, the road from my village to my uh, university, but I, I have never been uh, to this village. Uh, and also other soldiers from my unit, they don't even know this village because um, there is nothing unique uh, in, in this village, just regular village and uh, uh, now we know that somewhere in this regular village there are people who are ready to share some goods with uh, other people whom they don't know and uh, whom they will never meet and uh, there are many such examples of uh, love. Um, I can uh, say it uh, like strong that uh, beside the, the, the examples of evil and diversity of evil, the examples of love, Mm, I saw much, uh, much more, uh, much more. Do you think Ukraine is becoming stronger or weaker coming through these dark times? I'm sure that we are getting stronger. Ukraine is getting stronger um, every day. We are getting stronger during our way to our victory over Russia. Um, we uh, become stronger thanks to unity, thanks to cooperation, thanks to trust uh, to each other and uh, thanks uh, to willingness to take responsibility on every level. And uh, this is a story that we now have to tell the world. Because world is uh, tired with uh, headlines of how many people died uh, in Ukraine, because this is stress uh, story. And uh, for example, these days, uh, one one of the buildings uh, was shelled, and more than thirty victims. Uh, and uh, it's not uh, breaking news anymore because uh, it's, a, it's a stress story. But we, during these bad times, uh, thanks to our uh, unity, have not only 
victim uh, stories uh, with uh, with too much stress. We have best uh, story for the world, uh, a story that is loved in all uh, cultures and nations, a story for Hollywood and Netflix. Um, it's a story about uh, underdog against strong enemy David versus Goliath. Uh, but the most interesting scene in uh, our uh, stories and, and, and the most interesting scene in every story, it's not the final battle, you know, uh, it's uh, how the hero changes in the process of preparing for the final battle and how he or she changed the others by own example. Uh, for example, Harry Potter, you know, uh, the, I really uh, like uh, to see the, the, this, um, uh, the, this uh, story uh, from the uh, point of view of uh, Neville Longbottom, uh, who was um, beaten uh, and uh, had a lot of bullying uh, from the slithering guys, and uh, uh, and he was lucky uh, to had an example of uh, love. Mm, and uh, and he saw the example of uh, other students who don't want to live in injustice, who are ready to die for for their friends. And uh, mm, Neville's speech during the final battle uh, uh, for Hogwarts um, is a quintessence for me of uh, entire story because it shows how a character uh, who has experience of law, love, uh, who has experience of love, care and support uh, uh, is ready uh, to do uh, something to other who, who, who inspire uh, other for for the battle. And uh, now we, Ukrainians, uh, we have many such uh, stories with this small Neville uh, Longbottoms uh, all over Ukraine. And uh, um, this is stories of uh, love, cooperation, trust, support. And uh, these uh, things uh, transforming entire villages and towns and, and cities. And uh, from these small uh, puzzles, we are making a picture of our victory and our post-war uh, transformation. And these stories can inspire the, the, the whole world because um, this is um, the greatest um, miracle when underdogs have love to each other so much, so they cooperate so effectively that they can defeat Goliath, Lord Voldemort, 
or that uh, satanic, terrible Russian empire. Thank you, Andriu, for fascinating replies to my questions. And thank you for all your work you have been doing before the war and during the war. And we hope you will be doing after the war. This was Andriy Andrushkiv, a Ukrainian activist, theologian and soldier. This was a podcast explaining Ukraine by ukraineworld.org, a website in English about Ukraine. My name is Volodymyr Yermolenko. I'm chief editor of ukraineworld.org. Ukraine World is brought to you by Internews Ukraine, one of the oldest and biggest Ukrainian media NGOs. You can support us on patreon.com slash ukraineworld. We spend a big amount of your support to help people affected by this war. Listen to our podcasts on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, also on YouTube. Follow our social networks, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and others. Stay with us and stand with Ukraine.